This is Educated and Empowered. Talking about how to cope with death, we're going to talk about it from a couple different angles. And one, uh, and, and I think both of our guests, both Samantha and Frankie, have both um, kind of hit on the ways, the two different angles. One, you yourself, whether or not you're afraid to die, um, if how do you perceive death, and then when death has happened to you, right? When you are the person that is left remaining, how do you deal with that? And so taking it from the second point first of how do you cope being the one left behind, being the one that is remaining. And so as I was sharing with you all earlier, I have um I the what what caused me to bring this topic to light is the fact that on Monday, um I just learned that a friend passed away. Her daughter texted me to let me know that she had passed this pat on last Tuesday. Um she passed away and she was letting me know that her funeral was Saturday. And what was really jarring for me was that I had just spoken to her literally either 10 or 12 days before she passed away. Um, and, and so I think that sometimes death is a little bit more difficult to accept when it's not expected, right? I think even though it's hard for all of us to cope with, especially, you know, um, because of who the people in our lives are that may pass away, I think that there's something in us that kind of gives it a pass or allows us to process it better if the person is, you know, passed away from old age. So as an example, um, I don't know those of you who know Angela Lansbury, you know of Angela Lansbury. She is a British actress. I followed her for years. I loved her. Whether you were looking at Murder, She Wrote, she did Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. She did the voice of, I think it was the uh, teacup on Beauty and the Beast. Um, and so Angela Lansbury was somebody that, again, I didn't know her personally, but I grew up with her. But when I heard the news of her passing, it wasn't as jarring for me because she was 96 years old. You see what I'm saying? And I believe that there is something in us that once a person becomes a certain age, then we kind of are expect. we're not looking for, we're not counting them out, but you're, you're not taken aback when someone who's 96 or 102, when they pass away, you're, you're not as devastated. Or if you know that someone has been struggling, you know, they have uh, cancer or some of these other really terminal and fatal diseases, um, you, you kind of, you, you make, um, how do I want to say, you, you kind of, you, you kind of process it within yourself because you understand that if they're going through these things, you make peace with it within yourself, because even though you don't like it, you know, most of us already kind of understand that if you hear the C word, so if you hear cancer, even though you may hope for the best, you may hope for remission, there's something in us that understands that in many cases, cancer leads to death. So you kind 
kind of prepare yourself for it, right? Or even if someone has a stroke or, you know, some of these diseases that we already know, this can lead to this. There is something in you that gives you to kind of make that peace and, and, and process, begin to process it. And so, you know, that's, that's difficult, but I think that even more so when it comes out of nowhere, when one minute they were fine and then the next minute they're gone. Um, because I, cause I, just in being honest, I think that a lot of times we take it from a selfish perspective, death, having to cope with death, because now our lives are rearranged, right? Because it's like, I've known this person all this time and now they're gone. So regardless of what their role in your life was, some part of coping with death hurts the most because now we have to figure out how to rearrange our lives. If this was your best friend, if this was your parent, if this was, you know, someone who was near and dear to you. So this is somebody that I talk to every day, or this is someone that somehow has a routine part in my life. When they're not there anymore, how do I feel that void who is going to fill that void? So I think that sometimes it's really more so. And, and, and again, I don't think that that makes us selfish as people. I just think that that's the truth. I think it's when you are used to. So, yes, naturally you miss the fact that the person is going to be here. But my point is that I don't think that we just miss them um, for their presence holistically but specifically it's because now who am I going to call who am I going to hang out with who's going to be there for me so I think that there is a part of it um, from a selfish standpoint that makes the coping process difficult because we have become accustomed or we grew attached to that person to the person always being there and having that presence in our lives and so now that they're no longer there what do we do right and so I'm I'm putting it out here like this because again for those who are having a difficult time processing death you're having a difficult time grieving one of the first things you have to do is understand the why and again as you are around me more and more, you will understand that I am the type of person who focuses more on the solution than the problem. You will always hear me and I don't care from what perspective that we're talking about. Life coaching or lit coaching is always about getting to the root of the problem because until you can understand the why, then it's going to be difficult to come up with your solution. And so in many cases, the reason why dealing with death is so difficult beyond who it is and just the loss it's the the why the loss is so difficult right and most of the time it's because of the role that they played in your life and so now if that person is no longer there who is going to be there for me, right? And so that even if you quote unquote get a new person to talk to in the morning or you get a new person to go bowling with, like 
if they don't have the same personality, if they don't understand you the same, then it still is that void for you specifically. And so now this is work that I have to start all over from scratch to do because I have to find somebody who can help make me feel the way that that person made me feel. And so um, that's one of the things, one of the reasons why it's so difficult. And so what I would do is to tell you again, I say, um, yes, it's possible to heal by yourself, but my belief is that we heal better with others, right? Um, there is a saying that, that laughter is medicine for the soul. And so sometimes when you get to be around other people, they will help you to laugh and laughing is not, um, it's not a negative thing. Like you're not wrong to laugh because of the fact that someone is gone, right? Because I think another thing that makes it difficult to cope is that we don't give ourselves the grace to move on right I think that there is something in us that feels like okay if I move on then that means that I'm not honoring the person who passed away and that's really a false inclination like you are not wrong to move on because what you have to realize is that if this person who you lost, if they love you, they're going to want to see you happy. They are not going to want you in a negative state and especially not on their behalf. And so I think that we wrongly feel that being able to laugh instead of crying is improper because um, the person passed away so we should forever mourn them. No, I don't think that that is right. I think that you have to allow yourself to feel your feelings, right? And that is not a cut and dry situation. There will be some days that you feel like laughing and in the same day and after you finish laughing, you may go to crying. That's not unnatural that is not uncommon right and I think that a lot of times what happens is when you don't allow yourself to feel your feelings that's when you become an emotional mess when you try to make it be that okay these are the only types of feelings that I can feel so for these two weeks then I'm going to cry and after these two weeks are over now I'm going to go back to being happy and it's not that cut and dry like we are not as, as as human beings we are comprised of so many different types of emotions and you have to allow yourself to feel your feelings and so um I think that one of the ways to cope with death is to do that and whatever moment and time that you have to feel your feelings do so obviously you know like there is some etiquette that may have to be attached to it depending on where you are so say if you're in the workplace then you may want to try to keep yourself together a little bit so that you can do your job but that's not to say that on the right home that you can't just openly cry and let it out, you know, and I think that again, um, you have to make sure 
that you are surrounding yourself by people who can handle your weakness because it's not a weakness. We just perceive it as a weakness. We perceive when we cry, when we break down, when we have those moments, we perceive them as weakness, but truly it's just a part of the grieving process. And so now um, we have another guest who would like to come up. And so, um, this is Smith James, and so we're going to see if they have either a question or a comment that they would like to add to today's topic on how do you cope with death. How you doing? I'm fine on you. Good I'm afternoon. doing well. I'm glad about that. So where are you coming How's from? You? Where are you coming from? And then did you have a question or a comment? Yeah, I have a question and also have a comment because I was passing by when I saw your topic, how to cope with death. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yes. So, so uh, my question is that uh, do people really cope with death? You said, do they really cope with death? Yeah, I, I, that's my question. I think that they do. And I think that it is a lifelong process. I don't know that they ever finish. So I think that um, it. I think that sometimes people feel that they're only supposed to cope or grieve within X amount of time. And my belief is that you are forever coping with it. I think that you, for the remainder of your life, you will always be coping with it. Okay, thank you very much for your answer. Absolutely. But, uh, okay, thank you very much. But my own uh, experience, my own advice is that uh, for me, for my experience, I'm uh, a Christian. I don't think for myself I'm going to cope with death because right now, you know, devil came to steal and to kill and to destroy. Mm-hmm. As a children of the Lord, you don't need to cope with things that you don't want. You reject it. You reject it. You know why? Go ahead. Because if because if you are coping with debt, you are giving it the opportunity to come to your mindset more and more. And you are giving debt the opportunity to overcome your mind. It's what we want that come to us. What we don't want, we kick them away. Coping with death, meaning that we are accepting it to come to pass. For example, you like anything positively, that is what is going to attract. But negative things, if you leave it, it comes to anyone that leaves it there. Since I don't tolerate death, I don't want to be uh, a victim. We know everyone is going to be a victim. Someday we are going to die. But... There are some timely debts that you don't want, and the devil introduced that to your mindset, giving someone sickness, giving someone fear. You know, the devil have access to talk to us the way God still talk to us. So if you know you don't uh, appreciate the advice of death, just reject it. Reject it. Start telling yourself that, no, I don't know why that issue is coming to my mindset, why I'm getting revelation about death, but I know it's not coming from the Lord because God does not want us to be afraid. He just told us that we should be strong. 
is going to be there for us. So this death, I know it's not coming from the living God, it's coming from Satan. So I rebuke you. I don't want to cope with you. I reject you. Okay? For my own uh, advice. I hear you, Smith James. Where are you you tuning in from? I'm tuning in from Africa. I'm just back from... Thank you so Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm actually going to touch on that, um, what you brought up, because I think that it's all within the perception. So I want to definitely thank you for coming in and chiming in. And I ask that you please listen to the remainder of the show, because I'm actually let me touch on that right now. But thank you so much for coming up. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, too. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and let's talk about that really quickly. So um, when when Smith James was saying about not giving in to death. So I think that we have to understand the difference of what we're saying with today's show. Right. So I agree that whatever you think is what you act on, right? So the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I do understand that the mind has power. And so we we understand that. But I think with today's show, what we're saying is, it's very real that people are going to die. And so when people die, how do you deal with that? And so I think to say not to deal with it is not the right thing. And again, this is this is simply what I'm saying based upon the various experiences that I have. And I'll get more into my personal experiences uh, throughout the show. But I think that we have to, un- I believe we have to understand that number one, yes, we know everybody is going to die. Um, when that death happens, how do you handle it? And so I don't think that it is wise to say, well, just don't think about it. And the reason why is because at the end of the day, I believe that it is going to catch up with you, right? So if you just try to ignore your feelings, just try to sweep them under the rug, then it's going to end up having a snowball effect. So I think the best thing to do is to confront the feelings that you have, right? You want to make sure that when you are, whatever these feelings are, so if you're feeling fear, Okay, so again, and and I see we have one more guest and I'm going to bring her up in a minute. But to address what Smith James said, I agree that God did not give us the spirit of fear. And so that if you are feeling that fear, you have to figure out how to overcome that feeling of fear. You don't want to walk around fearful. However, I think that there is a total difference between walking around afraid that you or someone is going to die versus dealing with the fact that someone has died and that's really what we want to talk about on today's show but we're going to have julie come up next and see if she has either a question or a comment on today's topic which is how do you cope with death hey julie how are you i'm all right um i um i see death as a, a transition So when I have experienced uh, death, 
both of people that I know well and of people that I don't. I just um, see it as the physical body is no longer. Mm -hmm. So I sit with that for a little while and I think to myself, I give kind of like a gratitude really that I was there to experience the way that someone would look at me with their physical frame or their laugh or their mannerisms and things. And then I look at that, I give gratitude that I've had it. But then also, I will say that is a loss, that I will not be able to see that again. Mm -hmm. I'll not be able to experience it again. So I have to put it down as there is now a, a space that where that existed. Mm -hmm. And I relish that space. I I um I kind of hold that space in sort of a reverence for someone and the way that they affected me and how they gave me love and how we interacted. That space will never be filled by anyone else, but it existed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so when I think along those lines, I believe that that essence carries on with me, that the, the the lessons and, and the kindness and love that it's given me. So therefore, it still is to a degree that I'm accepting the loss of the physicality, mm -hmm. the go-to and the love that's given. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I definitely am going to touch on that even more because that's a part of the grieving process, right? To be able yeah. to come to terms with what has happened. And that's the reason why I think that we would be uh, remiss if we try to ignore what has happened. Um, as as our previous guest had said, like we, we can't ignore it. We can't act like that it didn't happen because now uh, you're walking in denial. And so when you don't accept reality, if you keep trying to tell yourself, oh, it didn't happen, this isn't uh, something that I'm going to deal with, then you mm. never fully accept it and you're never able to move forward. And so, Julie, I want to thank you so much for stepping to the mic. Those of you okay. if you're not already following uh, Julie, the Modern Pilgrim on Wisdom, please do so. And again, if you haven't already followed me, feel free to do so as well, because that's the entire point of any of my wisdom talks is really always to give us a way to not just think about things in ways we never have, but also to give us a focus on the solution so that we understand that no matter what we're going through, it always gets better. So thank you so much for coming to the mic, Julie. Pleasure. So for those of you, again, who are just now coming on the show, we're talking about how do you cope with death? And so what I want to make sure that I make clear is that we understand um, that we're not talking about uh, we are not welcoming death. It's not that we are looking to commit suicide. We're not looking for those individuals uh, that we know to pass away. That is not what we're talking about. What we, what I am referencing when we're talking about how do you cope with death? What I am talking about is number one specifically is when you have a loved one 
who has passed away. How do you deal with that loss, right? And then we had Samantha who came up to give us a different outlook and talking about how, what is your mindset for if you, if and when you actually have to personally experience death, how you should receive it. And so we may get to that part a little bit later, but again, today's broadcast, the focus is really on how do you cope with it, right? So whether you want to say literally, how do you cope with it, which is one of our guests, Frankie, he brought to the microphone saying that it's been three years and he still has yet to grieve. Is that too late? And so we're going to delve into that a little bit more. And then we want to give you some tips with how to cope with it, right? So looking at it at those two different things, number one, ask yourself, how am I coping with grief, with death? How how have I done it? And then I'm going to give you all tips for things you can do. And so, again, I've been kind of talking throughout this show and I keep restating that healing is necessary. And so we cannot ignore it. We cannot when someone we love passes away. We cannot ignore that loss because loss is real. Now, how we all handle it could definitively be different, right? Like Samantha says that she kind of welcomes it. Julie says that she takes it in and, and then she's able to process it. And she's grateful for that time and space that she was able to connect with somebody else with myself, you know, I cried for a long time, depending on which person it was. And I'll go again, I'll go into my personal experiences a little bit more throughout the podcast. Um, but everybody has a different way in which they grieve, um, with in which they process loss. And then it, because it depends on the person, right? Because we're all different people. Some people are more emotional than others. Some people, you know, um, we, we all just grieve differently is the bottom line. And then the other uh, thing is the other factor is who the person was to you. And so, you know, if you were a person that you were extremely close to this person, they passed away, it may affect you differently than for someone who didn't know the person as well, right? And when I say differently, I don't just mean that, okay, well, you may not cry. You may, you may not cry because you understood this person. You understood their desires. So for you, you may be at peace because you understand, well, now they're no longer suffering or exactly what they wanted is exactly what happened. So you can find a way to be at peace with it. Someone else may say, oh my goodness, I don't know how in the world am I going to cope? How am I going to go on now that this person has left? Right? So it can be either extreme or anything in between. And that's really what we want to focus on is how, how do you continue to go on with your life when someone that you are close to has passed away, 